Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Debring. I'm Cody Crane. And, oh, I'm Alex Kalanko, a, a kind of guest host, kind of guest, kind of host. Yeah, we well, we got some uh, twists and turns as this goes. But Alex, I mean, it's great to have you back. You've done the yeah. podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I should have done my research because it's, this might be your fifth. That feels it's either fifth or sixth. I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. It's, been, it's, it's been a little bit since I've been on because uh, for yeah just been a little bit and then uh but i I, there was a stretch where i felt like i did it like every month (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we couldn't get rid of you for a while and then you know thank god the pandemic happened yeah shut shut me out and you're like like, oh my god you know this is this is a heaven set like a godsend you know for us yeah yeah i was i was still emailing you every week and it's like hey you need a guy and and you're like oh this email's disabled i don't know why you keep sending (laughs) it to me (laughs) yeah breathing room it was it was it was relaxing (laughs) You're just forwarding it to our our lawyers, hoping that it might uh, come to something someday. It hasn't yet, but we're still hoping. Yeah, great to be back. Great to be back. Uh, I'll I'll see you at the lawsuit later and the (laughs) restraining order uh, hearing. I'm just Uh, glad that I'm I'm hoping at that point it will be in person, so we will get to see each other in person. So yeah, 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 yeah. As you Uh, sue the pants off of me, (laughs) I I would be willing to guess this would um it can't be your six because we would have already um inducted you into the five timers club our oh, okay. illustrious five timers club i'm assuming it's now if this is four and you tricked me alex i swear to god well we were just talking about there is a lost episode of me in detroit that is that true. might that, that might have thrown me to the fifth or the sixth i can't remember are you counting that or are you not counting it? um i think if if it is what makes it the fifth then yeah. we're counting it. If it's not, <laughs> no dice. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. I like this. <laughs> Five timer. Yeah. <laughs> You've made it. But it's it's not all about you, Alex, but it no. is partly about you. Because yeah. we have today, we got Connor Lowe, we got Callum Bratton, we have Public Works here. Hey. I'm Connor. <laughs> I'm Callum. How is it going? Uh, I'm I'm Alex. I'm also part of Public Works. Just yeah. in case you were confused of like, it's <laughs> no, Alex no. and Connor and Callum Public Works. Mm-hmm. No, Do- you are neither guest nor host. Shunned by both. Except- <laughs> <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> oh, wow. So you guys are probably glad for this whole thing too, that you got some distance, huh? <laughs> they're also like man this pandemic shut down and alex is still emailing us we don't have a podcast they just keep like printing your scripts you send them and then shredding them yeah <laughs> you're in a weird purgatory state here alex where both of us both of us all of us in this uh podcast are shunning you and mm-hmm. just making sure that you're not involved I can't wait for my therapist to listen to this and be like, why did you engage in a bit that is the thing you talk about with me <laughs> every week? Why? Like, I can't wait for you to bring this up again. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, a, like, and I started it and everyone hates me. It's like, come on, man. This is uh, your yeah. money you're spending. <laughs> I'll, I'll I just did say a, mm-hmm. a show last night where they asked for friendship advice. <laughs> and my friendship advice is like, oh, we all um, we all think we hate each other, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just uh, pick friends who have the exact same insecurities as yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm really excited to have the three of you on. You got a new uh, album coming yeah. out, a uh, sketch album. Uh, what were you guys thinking? A sketch album? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I do. I do like trying to when you're like trying to tell people it's like we've been doing oh i've worked on the work on the sketch album that's coming out soon and then they're like i'm sorry what and then you have to spend a, a little bit of time <laughs> explaining it's like you know like it's audio but it's like sketch comedy and they're like mm-hmm. explain further and then like so like you know like a sketch like on yeah. snl it's like that but like no visuals and then then they're like why and then I'm like well because like you know you get play on the radio and it's like something you can do and i think it's an interesting idea there's a lot of the, the format like radio started and they're like no 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 why you and then i'm like i don't have an answer <laughs> mom well, uh, have they ever made a sketch album since the 1970s <laughs> yeah they made they made like yeah yeah uh i, I count lonely island yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That counts. And for a long time in like the 90s and early 2000s, the every rap album had sketches in between. (laughs) So in a way, you guys just made the best uh, hip hop album uh, of the year, I think. And if you thought the ones on 36 Chambers could be violent and distasteful, wait until you hear Ask It. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also took a cue from the Jerky Boys and Within every sketch, there is a prank call. <laughs> um, my dad had a, a bank. It was shaped like a phone booth, and it had a picture of the Jerky Boys on it. And there was a button, and every time he pressed it, he would say a Jerky Boys catchphrase. And that's all I know about the Jerky Boys. <laughs> I wonder how... I feel like prank calling now. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's still a way to do it. But it would involve like getting a fake number and stuff. So I think like with all like the phone scams and stuff happening, jerky boys now are just like low level criminals. Like they're just stealing people's sin numbers. Yeah. <laughs> jerky boys prank call is like getting them to like like give you their credit card of information over the phone. You're just convincing it's like an elderly person you're from the tax office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the jerky boys prank call is now like pretend like just they only prank call new immigrants they really lie and stretch the truth it's a distasteful listen it's very horrible i don't know if it was a particularly tasteful listen before <laughs> yeah, people were in like it wasn't like the opera where people are putting on like top hats and monocles to go listen to the jerky boys <laughs> pardon me madam <laughs> Do you remember that website? I think it was when I was in high school or maybe like public school. I don't know. But there was the website that you went on where you would just type in someone's phone number and then it would like prank call for you. But it would be like someone's yes. voice doing it. Right. Yeah, like yeah. it'd be a celebrity or whatever. No, I didn't know my, this. my uh, friend from high school uh, kept doing that to me. <laughs> but it wasn't like at the time that was popular. It was like three years ago. Like it was like, <laughs> and I just kept getting phone calls from numbers that like screamed at me. And I was like, ah, and like, I fell for it every time because like, like I, I was also like applying for jobs. Like he knew I was right. applying for jobs. So I'd pick up any number and he was like, this is, it's like, this is the best day in the world. And like, I hate this. Like, I just, please stop. Like, 
Yeah, it would send you a recording of them after it yeah. was done too, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and then he would send me the recordings of me getting <laughs> and being like, got you good. And I'm like, I need a job. I'm so broke. I think he double got you then. Yeah. I, um, I feel like when I knew about it, it was so popular to the point where you couldn't get anyone with it. Like it was just like you would send it and they'd be like, okay, there's the website again. And they just like hang up <laughs> or I'd do it where like I did it to like my dad, but it would just be like the fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. And he's like, why is this happening? <laughs> just hang up. <laughs> um, When I was in like elementary school, my friend, he did it and he was doing it with his neighbor. And then like, I went around and I was like, are we going to like prank call someone? He was like, we can't do it anymore. And cause him and this other kid have been doing it, but they accidentally called someone with like a phone that had like, caller id and the bloke said i'm gonna find you and kill you (laughs) (laughs) which is like an appropriate response if someone uses an arnold schwarzenegger soundboard (laughs) well they didn't have a soundboard so there's no way you couldn't tell these were two prepubescent boys that you were threatening to murder (laughs) he was terrified like for like three months he was just so convinced this adult man was going to kill him for like asking if his refrigerator was running i feel like the only way he would have gotten that mad that you're threatening to murder a child is that you were convinced at first and that's why you're you're trying to save face with yourself that like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, yeah. I i wasn't convinced at all yeah. i'll kill I you was, i was wheeling you into my welcome to my web like it's i will like- <laughs> It's like a film me once, shame on you. Film me twice, I'll murder you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, the the sketch album that we're doing, <laughs> uh, I can guarantee you there are no prank calls on it. Mm. The prank is that we thought this was funny and we really hope you listen to it. <laughs> uh, what brought uh, the three of you together for this uh, the sketch room? Uh I know it's not a it's not a fun story. No, we all knew each other, and Alex and I had an idea, and Connor had a really nice camera, and we're like, "On oh, Connor, he knows how to light stuff. We yeah. should do this with Connor." And then we just never stopped. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like fun. It's just like it, it's it's truly like, uh, uh, like the same story happened for like how did your like street hockey team come together <laughs> and it's like connor had a net and like me and callum like i will play street hockey connor's cool <laughs> it kind of going well it's and also like when we first did it we we're like we're only going to do video projects and we're not going to do sketch stuff because the world does not need another sketch group with just three men in it like that yeah. doesn't make sense and then after six months we're like oh we could do a sketch show <laughs> <laughs> like immediately came yeah yeah <laughs> And so every sketch we do feels like we're just betraying our old selves. (laughs) How has the uh, transition to audio been for uh, recording this album? Because obviously used to doing it live, used to doing it in front of camera, but now uh, just implementing that, was there uh, a bit of an adjustment period? Yeah, I feel like every comedy show I've ever done, every audition I've ever booked, I've booked it off um, me looking like sad. Mm. Just like (laughs) here, this look which your listeners are going to love. 
Um, <laughs> for so those like, of you who can't see it, uh, he he had those big, huge, like puppy dog eyes. There were tears streaming down his face. He kind of looked like a droopy dog in a way. Yeah, it was it was very animated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as soon as I couldn't do that and had to rely on like uh, words, uh, it really changed things for us. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like also like when we wanted to, it's gonna be easy. We'll take a bunch of old mm-hmm. sketches that we know work and just just record the voice and then we started doing that and reading it out and being like oh fuck yeah this sketch i'm just covered in blood and it's never mentioned <laughs> but it is like hinges on the sketch oh this sketch you gotta really know that i'm holding a gun the whole time mm-hmm. and then it's like we're like oh fuck and so like every like almost everything is new on this like i think yeah and if it is old it's heavily rewritten to the point that it is new mm-hmm. um which was a mistake, which was like, which was like not the plan. Not an effort now, because we were like, this is going to be easy. And they were like, oh, no, you can't. It's a whole different game. It's really hard. I think it's like the op- exact opposite of like what we struggled with, with like trying to do like improvised live shows yeah. after doing this podcast for so long and being so used to it. We don't so, know what we're doing in front of an audience. Yeah. When yeah. we go on stage, we're just completely still. They don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to me, we would stand backstage with microphones. Yeah. Just <laughs> That would be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is a massive fuck you to the people who paid ten dollars for a ticket. Yeah, we, put, we just put a bowl of fruit on stage and then just talk off. <laughs> we might have to do that if we ever get back to live shows. I don't. I feel like live shows are never happening again. That's, That's why you must be preparing for your second album at That's this right. point. We're in the future now. <laughs> if we can pop off two albums before live shows open up, like, like that, like that is true government failing. Like that, like that is the true metric of like the government has failed there is two sketch albums out of us in in the time that it is shut down what, what are you most excited about for uh people to uh hear on this album um what kind of like excited you about it yeah ex- uh, tell us what excited you uh based on track listing like what what's your favorite track number and in order <laughs> okay so Here's the thing. My favorite track didn't make it on the album. What? Um, yeah. What? This is a terrible way to sell the album. <laughs> <laughs> the best one was too good no, for the Because this is going to be the bonus exclusive that you sell extra. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you, that is true. That is 100% true. That we it, cut tracks from the album and that if you buy it on Bandcamp, you'll get the bonus cut tracks. There you go. Uh, that I think my favorite track is also cut from the album, but oh it was hated. My favorite track is number four. Yeah. And it's just me and nobody else. <laughs> is it number four D&D? Number four is D&D. Oh, which one is Steam Park? Two. I think it's, yeah. Again, my favorite track is number two. <laughs> and it contains just me talking about roller coasters for a minute and a half. so we've got number two and then two tracks that aren't on the album those are the three favorites Uh, uh, for my tracks that are on the album i think the uh D is my favorite which if you want to hear you can go to uh uh, our band camp and it's right there right now as a preview track track four track four yeah track four that is my favorite and then i also um uh uh these two don't necessarily hate it but they don't love it of uh there's like a 30 second track uh, called a message from Quiznos that is just me 
that I think is so funny. And they are like, they, there was a long discussion about whether or not to pull it. <laughs> I love how everyone's favorite track is just themselves. D and D is like the one where I was like, oh, this is like a real sketch album. Like D and D is very like, funny. It's very funny. It's all of us. It's like structured like a sketch. It works audio wise. I am genuinely like we fucking nailed it. Con- Connor is, is like a very Connor low sense to it, and and uh, I think he did really. Like it, it's, it, it works really well. I'm very proud of it. We have bad taste though. Mm. So like the, our like true favorite sketches are ones where other people listen to it and are like, excuse, like that is not how, right. stop I, it. You're I wasting think, our time. <laughs> like in order to get D&D to where it, it, it ended up, yeah, we had to cut so many Vore jokes. Like it was originally a sketch <laughs> that was just Vore jokes. And then we cut every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind hearing that alternative take uh, as another bonus track. You know what? I think we have it. <laughs> I think it, it, it's somewhere. If you if you send it to me, I'll, I'll add it as a bonus track. Yeah, it, it is also a bonus track that is mainly synthesizer noises. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll have it just at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, to uh, dive into a spookier note here. I got to ask all three of you, and I know, Alex, we've heard from you before, but maybe it's changed. You know, we've been locked in this pandemic. Maybe now you do believe. But I have to ask everyone, do you believe in ghosts? A hundred percent. I have a so I have a four month old. And what's wild is like he doesn't less now because he's more focusing on stuff. But when babies are very young, they like will only focus on you for a split second and then they'll just start looking. Mm-hmm. But it's not like random. They'll pick very specific points in the house and always be looking at it. And I think that's ghosts. <laughs> I think that they're so new to coming into this world that they can see people who are leaving this world. Mm. How yeah, many people that... are dying in your house? Well, here's the thing. So this is, <laughs> uh, we rent a condo and we were the first people to move into it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I like, based on like, how many weird issues this place has had mm-hmm. um like like they put our heating like the heating system and again we just rent it so we bought it but it's like it's backwards has all these like problems and stuff like that i think someone died in the construction of it mm-hmm. and they like covered it up because it's like everyone's real like every time you try to like get anything from management you're like hey can i get like a new key for the garbage room or something they're always like why do you want that what's wrong with it like they're trying to hide hold something. On, hold on, your, Wait, belief, your belief in ghosts is that landlords are not good. You're like landlords aren't good, therefore there is another plane of existence. Yes. I, this, it's very, it's much simpler an and explanation. The landlords are keeping the secret from all of us too. Yes. That seems to be the thing. Yeah, Callum, I find it difficult to believe that construction companies in Ontario hold any sort of political power enough to cover up a murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, I think that uh, you're uh, living the most uh, ter- or terrifying thing to me, though, uh, Callum, because uh, this is why children are terrifying. Mm. And, and I, I co- I'm completely behind this. I, I think they can see ghosts and I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear what they see. But I, I, I think the ghosts are nice to babies, mm. but mean to like, I think like I think I'm, I was never worried about the ghost being malicious. Mm hmm. Is that, do you ever have people who are like 
scared of ghosts? Well, I I was uh, visiting my sister and my niece came up to me or or whatever. And she was like my uh, uh, I was like, oh, why do you uh, steal like my sister's keys? Basically, like her mom's keys. And she said uh, the woman without a head in her room told her to do it. I was out. I never visited them again. I'm done. Cut off. How old is your niece? She was I think she was seven at the time or six or seven. That's a powerful ghost. If a seven-year-old <laughs> can say it, that's wow. It's got no head, so it's got a real like it's probably got a lot of business to deal with. It probably yeah. does have a head, but it's not powerful enough for her to see that. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh I guess everyone talks about like my kid made me laugh, and no one talks about my kid scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is I think kids uh kids don't know what they're talking about. I can't trust a thing they say, even if they say they see ghosts. I think they're lying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even babies, they're lying. The trusted. I don't trust them. <laughs> I, 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 I'm realizing now that like maybe the most terrifying thing would be a kid telling me, like half of horror movies are just kids with like comb overs being like evening fava, and then it's like, like just a kid telling me that like there's someone in the house, and it could just be a stuffed animal that they think is real, but like that is enough to make me like, I'd be ruined for a month. Like. If- <laughs> yeah it, it's too much for me i i can't i can't deal with it and uh i i know that my niece is older now but no no way i can't i can't i'd be more concerned because i'd be like i don't have a kid <laughs> <laughs> like, who let that guy in here <laughs> yeah that would be the most terrifying if you're in your apartment you know you don't have a kid like you're 100% certain you don't have a kid. And then a kid just walks out of a room and tells you that there's a headless man in there. I'd be like, there's two scary things happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you know what you do? It's just like the prank call. You threaten to murder them and they'll never do it again. <laughs> and that's parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I, I, my, my update on ghosts, which I still... Um, don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, do believe in aliens. <laughs> um, I believe most ghosts are, most people who think they see ghosts are just seeing aliens. Uh, but uh, uh, my update on ghosts is I thought this apartment was haunted. Turns out it was just very daring and noisy mice. Uh, yeah. Which uh, equally as annoying as a ghost. I think most ghost story, because like, go, like you never hear that ghost story of like, the ghost killed them or the ghost like well like the ghosts is, ghosts are just like shit roommates as most mm-hmm. ghost stories like because they, they're ghosts they can't hurt you so it's mostly just like ghosts are just like gnawing on my bookcases at night ghosts <laughs> are just uh scrape like chewing on my wires uh ghosts are leaving black pellets around my apartment <laughs> alex i i've known some of the people you've had as roommates yeah. Sounds like ghosts are better than most of the roommates you've had. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Ghosts I, have never I, left like thousands of dollars of crap for you to clean up. This ghost no, does sound an awful lot like mice, though. <laughs> like, I'm not a great roommate either. So I'm just like the idea that a ghost is haunting us and is like calling roommate meetings. Like, all right, listen, you two. <laughs> you got to clean up your, like, I can't live like this. Like, Guys, you've got to stop leaving Bibles open on the floor. I can't get anywhere. (laughs) I can't work. 
Why is rent late? Why? <laughs> How am I paying rent here? And uh, Connor, what about you? Because I know that you uh, actually did uh, tech on a live show that we did with and the two guests were people that very much so believed in ghosts. So I'm curious to see what your feelings are and how you felt during that podcast. Um, you know, the whole time I knew this question was going to be asked. And the only thing I thought was, don't make a joke and say the Holy Ghost. And here we are. Uh, no, no, I don't. But I don't want to like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, hey, you think wrong. Like nobody yeah. likes that guy. That guy's a jerk. I I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm scared enough in my day-to-day -day life. I don't need to believe in another thing that will make me more scared. <laughs> I I love the split in the uh the room here though, because uh we got Callum and I, we're we're all in on these things. Uh, Damien, huge skeptic. So I feel like uh, you and Connor and then I, Alex, you, you believe in aliens so much that it almost yeah. feels like <laughs> more than anyone. <laughs> so here, baby. To too much Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. Angels and airwaves are prophets. Uh... You know what's fascinating is as a group, like Connor, Alex and I have never talked about ghosts. And for some reason, I just assumed I was like, Connor and Alex believe in ghosts. <laughs> 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 i think that's like always like you think the people that you're closest to have similar belief systems to you so you're always surprised when they have an opposite view i i yeah. think i think this is the uh, kind of the best thing of it though because i don't think this is a, a subject that people typically talk about we only do mm -hmm. because of the podcast but yeah. we had uh all four tall boys on at once at uh a couple or like a month ago and they never discussed it. And I think they were very shocked with each other, too. Yeah. Oh, where'd they, where'd they yeah, where'd sit they, on I'm it? just curious. Um, Vance was the heavy believer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying to think. I, I, I think Gulad believes. I Franco think Gulad said just like, hey, whatever you think, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Franco does not believe. Yeah. Tim, Tim has experiences. <laughs> I, I think uh, Goulet and Tim seemed more neutral on the matter. And yeah. uh, and then Vance and uh, Franco were on different sides. OK, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it falls about where, where. Yeah. I feel like belief, disbelief and experiences is the new Mary fuck kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, though. Yeah, like uh, this is a whole new who knows if uh, you guys this could make you fall apart. Yeah, yeah. This, this will drive a wedge in us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we never talk about uh, ghosts. Never talk about our beliefs in in Islam. We just we just kind of have certain things that we we don't want to drive a wedge between us. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know why I grabbed. Is I was trying to think of like what is a dis, what is a divisive topic and beliefs in Islam was the first to grab. I don't know if it is divisive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's divisive around the people that we don't really want to associate with. I think, I, think, I think I think where it's divisive is definitely not on a podcast about ghosts. Like it's where it's like we're like we're good. Like yeah, yeah. but don't get us started on Chevy versus Ford. Mm. Yeah, that is that that's the real. Yeah, where does everyone lie? Um, F one fifty man. <laughs> <laughs> I need a have I need a hammy. Uh, 
uh, I'm trying to think of what would be a divisive topic for us that we would argue about endlessly. And all I have in my head is like 90s hardcore bands, but like we'd be in most agreement, truthfully. I think what we argue about the most is trying to convince uh, the other two that no one is mad at them. <laughs> you know what i think you're right connor but as soon as alex did say 90s hardcore i was like what 90s hardcore band don't you like like <laughs> I didn't get prepped for a fight <laughs> uh, yeah the next like the like cody's trying to like, move this podcast along and callum's screaming about earth crisis <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the members are problematic now, but there are bangers. <laughs> At the time, different. They were all Krishna. No. <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story to tell. <laughs> we all drew positions beforehand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Connor, do you want to reveal what you drew? Yeah, I, I drew Carrie, a celebrity. <laughs> amazing i hit the button on a random celebrity generator it's going to give you four options and you'll have to appear as one of those (laughs) celebrities at some point during the story so your options are (laughs) ernest hemingway (laughs) uh clint eastwood julius caesar and Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Basically, four identical celebrities. Yeah. With voice, very really. distinct and easy to do voices. Can you can you remind me of my options again? <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, Clint Eastwood, Julius Caesar, and Catherine Zeta Jones. I feel like no matter what I pick, people are gonna be mad at me. Um, <laughs> do do I tell you now or do I? Just you could pop leave it in as a as a very recognizable Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I assume that was the choice. <laughs> oh, just you wait and see. All right. Um, and then for uh, Damien, Alex, and I, we are all the swings. No responsibility mm-hmm. within the story. We can do whatever we want. Um, also, Connor, you're not stricken to that character as well. You can be other characters in the story, so you're not stuck mm-hmm. with. Ernest Hemingway. And uh, we all know what that means. Uh, Callum, you drew the narrator. Yeah. So you're going to be leading this story today. Uh, we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get our story started. So which would you like today? Um, can I grab a location? Rowboat. <laughs> <laughs> a spooky rowboat. I'm glad for uh, one of our podcasts that has the most amount of people on it that I think we've had in a long time that we're in such a small space. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, it's just cementing in Ernest Hemingway mm-hmm. to be yeah. an old man at the sea. Uh, mm-hmm. um, should we just jump into it? Yeah. Whenever yeah. you're ready. Start it however you'd like. <laughs> This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day. 
It's Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. We open off the coast of Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) A grizzled old author rose into the middle of the sea with him. A lot of tiny little mice. His only friends left in the world. Well, well, where are we going? We're going where the CIA can't find me anymore. Can't find you, but but I have a family back home. If if you told me that we were leaving for a long period of time, then I would have taken all of them. But I only got my. I didn't even pack a coat. What is this? Look. What? I thought this was an afternoon. I have a thing later today. Ernie, baby, if I'd have known that you were in trouble, I would have called my brother. He's a lawyer. (laughs) You're literally fucking rats. I can't trust you with anything. I couldn't trust you. Uh, We're not rats. We're mice. Uh, (laughs) I famously confuse rats and mice. It's true, he does. He does every it's, day. Every day. He buys two big traps or two small traps for the situation. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine another situation where you must know the difference between a rat and a mouse, but you get it. Yeah, I, I'm just un- unusually large for a mouse, okay? That's why I got this deep okay. mouse voice. Look. A seagull starts uh, slowly circling the boat eyeing the tasty little mice. Oh, oh Mr. Hemingway, Mr. Hemingway, please just cover us with a blanket or something. You know he's after us. Mr. Hemingway, get out your get out your gun and shoot that bird down. Okay. Well, 
Let me turn it around like this. Oh, no, no, see no. no, no, Mr. Hemingway. No, 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 gun safety is important. Is this how you aim a gun? No, nope. Mr. Hemingway. No. Oh, re- really averted crisis there. Thank you. Oh, oh, you know what? Maybe I underestimated you. Uh, you, you know what? I have these blankets here. They're mm-hmm. covering the ice that I use uh, for daiquiris that I like to drink. Yeah. Uh, because I like daiquiri to drink hound. daiquiris, but famously. Not the, but not the good ones. The ones that is just rum and a splash of lime, right? Yes. Yeah. We have a you full daiquiri machine on this rowboat. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... it's like this rowboat's like a tiny. Uh, 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 what's the what's the Jimmy Buffett's restaurant? Tiny Margaritaville. <laughs> Except it's daiquiri boat. Look, I, I'm feeling a little out of sorts, you know, I, I, I'm out on the sea. It's hot. Mm-hmm. There's this fish I really need to meet <laughs> and hang out with. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and look, I, I was going to use you as bait. What? Whoa, no. And, that makes sense. I, that tracks entirely. You never want to go fishing when I ask. And now all of a sudden it's all fish, fish, fish. Sorry, continue. But I. I mean, I, I thought you were joking, you know, I, I didn't know it was like a serious ask. You know, you have other friends like sometimes I feel like, you know, you're mad at me and you I'm don't want to hang out. Uh, I'm, so I, I just want to. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm a busy mouse. I, sometimes I feel like you're mad at me and you don't oh, want to no. hang out. No, I just want to use you as bait and and drown you and uh, to attract it listen i I get it mr hemingway can i have a private moment with you please yeah yeah what's up listen i gotta confess something to you i'm not i'm not really a mouse let me just take off these fake ears and whiskers you see i'm actually just a, a a man who was shrunk down by a witch that i pissed off at a at a mixer and she turned me into this little man, and the only way I've been able to survive is to pretend I'm a mouse. So I got to say, don't use me as bait. Throw these two bozos overboard. They'll only live another year or two anyway. Well, I have to imagine that for you're probably more interesting to the CIA than I am. So what? you have to see that, you know, Wait a you're, you're pretty valuable as a, 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 you know, getting the CIA out of my shit. You're going to rat me out to the feds? Whoa, 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 whoa. Put the shotgun down. Do if, I put it in my you... mouth like this? No, 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 no. <laughs> Is this how you do it? No. Uh, it, no one's going to believe that a tiny man killed Ernest Hemingway. They're Based on my previous actions, they're going to think I did it myself. That's right. So you could, you could kill me and get away scot-free. Hey, that's a good point. I thought no, you were going to no, convince no, me no. not to kill you, but now I kind of feel like I have to. No, no, no. That was, wasn't what I was saying at all. Oh, what were you saying then? You know what? I, I didn't bring any water, just daiquiris, mm-hmm. and I'm having a bit of a time here. Right, right, I just right. want to interject right now and just ask, um, are we friends friends or just kind of like acquaintances? Because <laughs> I'm having a tough time getting a read on the relationship. <laughs> between me and you, Mr. Hemingway, it's just, I don't know. I just like, I was invited to your wedding, but I'm not invited to the bachelor party. That's a confusing scenario for the kind of time we spend together. 
Oh, you weren't invited to the bachelor party? I thought you were sick. It's fine. It's fine. Just then the seagull starts diving in Ernest Hemingway. It's not a seagull. It's a tiny plane from the CIA. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway was right all along. <laughs> oh, shit. Tiny plane. Surrender, Hemingway. Guys, guys, we really got to help him out because if Ernest Hemingway gets shot down or taken away, we're not going to be able to row this boat ourselves. We control the skies above your rowboat. Oh, if Ernest Hemingway gets shot down, I'm so going to get blamed for this. I have a confusing relationship to him. We, we, I Look, I'm going to be real with you. I've written some very sternly worded letters to Ernest Hemingway, but I don't send them. It's something my therapist tells me to do to be like, maybe get your thoughts in order before... You, I'm so, gonna get blamed for this so hard. The, the plane starts firing tiny missiles at Hemingway. They they hit him like like little mosquito bites all over his face. He's very itchy. Well, thankfully, I'm wearing wool turtleneck to protect the rest of my body because I am indeed Ernest Hemingway, and as myself, I know so much about myself. Turtleneck mm-hmm. <laughs> seems like a little like a little hot. For, for this climate. Yes, but I am Ernest Hemingway and that's what I wear in pictures. So it's what I wear all the time. Oh my <laughs> God, the boat's filling up with sweat from Hemingway. <laughs> listen, listen, Mr. Hemingway, we can get you out of this. All you have to do is promise us that you won't feed us to, to uh, as bait. Yeah, we got to bail out. And if you promise not to use us as bait, we'll help you bail out all this sweat so we don't yeah. sink. Yeah, don't use us as bait. And also let us know that you're not doing any un-American activities. Yeah, but if you're gonna if you're gonna use anyone as bait, use these two as bait. Because remember, I am just a man who was shrunk down by a witch that I met at a mixer. Mr. Hemingway. Yeah. Also, I was thinking a lot about this, and I've read a lot of books on fishing, and I don't think I've ever really seen mice as bait. I, I, I don't know where you got this idea from. Yeah, like, similarly, if you're getting ideas from stuff, are you getting it from, like, groups of descents that, like, meet together? Or are you getting it from, like, books at, like, certain bookstores? Just curious. Now that we know. Oh, just then, uh, one of the other mice takes off their ears and is also <laughs> revealed to be a man. Uh, in fact, he is um, J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Listen, Hemingway. It's me. I've never been a mouse. I've only been history's greatest monster. I just Dracula? need to know. <laughs> I am a vampire, but I'm not Dracula. I'm J. Oh. Edgar Hoover. I build dams. I suck blood. I destabilize governments. It's a... Mm. All part of the Dracula system. Uh, once you invite me in, you can't get me out. Uh, l- listen, I have one mission and one mission only. Are you a communist? I, I, I am. I think. <laughs> oh, you ask a communist what if they're a communist? It's always a whole fucking thing. Suddenly, Hemingway takes off his oversized wool turtleneck, pushes away the daiquiri, and is revealed to just be a tiny little mice. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one in the boat. <laughs> Wait, you knew I wasn't a mouse? Well, I did when you took it off. Oh, I was gonna... I, no one knew I wasn't a mouse. Edgar Hoover gets deep in character. I was starting to narrow it down. I thought I was going to be the only bait in here, but there's two of us now, so we got some options. Listen, mouse pile, 
have I been double-crossed once more? Well, I have to ask you one thing, and it's, do, do, you, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> Just then, Mouse, <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, rips his skin off, not to reveal he's Clint Eastwood, but instead just rips his skin off and uh, sacrifices himself as bait. (laughs) Another successful CIA mission. Uh, I I, I don't really know if that was successful, was it? I pour myself a daiquiri. (laughs) When you've been in the CIA as long as I have. Ooh, tart. It will. This is probably the best you can do most cases. <laughs> Wait, you're not getting on that tiny plane, are you? You're not going to leave <laughs> me in this boat. Hop on, Mr. Hoover. I, I just hop on and take the daiquiri machine with me. Well, it looks like it's just you and me. Now see. Oh, well, am I a mouse? Or am I? Yeah, I'm just a mouse. Oh, okay. Well, that was really well, anticlimactic. As, <laughs> I'm just going to throw myself off the boat now. As the boat fills with water, we zoom into the wood on the boat and, uh, and go through its history as a, a rich olive tree in Italy uh, planted over the grave of Julie. <laughs> <laughs> And a ghost, Catherine Zeta-Jones, rises up through the grave. Keeps rising and rising. Further and further away until she lands on the mothership. She's really an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking knew it, man. <laughs> what have you to report, Catherine Zeta-Joe? <laughs> it is I, Catherine Alpha-Jones, asking Catherine Zeta-Jones, what is Earth like? I've fallen for a man, an earth man, an older earth man. I believe him to be Michael Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) It is I, Catherine Omega Jones. Yes, Michael Douglas is the one you speak of. We were married in the year 2000. Yes, yes. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, yes. I'm just going to ask a quick question. Do- was it what year I was in traffic? Because that would be 2000 as well. <laughs> no, I, I'm i not fully interested in that. I just, oh, just I this Michael like Douglas. To- do I go for I have a question. Was what? it about my early life and initial stage career? <laughs> <laughs> what is the movie where you go in and out of the laces? Are you talking about Ocean's 12? <laughs> Maybe you were in it. I think you're mixing up Catherine Zeta-Jones with uh, Mila Jovovich in the movie Resident Evil. And it is it is I, Catherine Beta-Jones. And I must ask, what's Michael Douglas like? Well, let me tell you about Michael Douglas. He's an American actor and producer. He has received numerous accolades, including two Academy Awards, five Golden Globe Awards, uh, Primetime Emmy Award and the Cecil B. DeMille Award and the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award. Again, I was wondering I... if you could tell us what is the Cecil B. DeMille Award <laughs> for and who are the other winners? The Anyone B. I would recognize. 
Well, it's bestowed by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. You may uh, know, obviously, Cecil B. DeMille, Walt Disney, oh, oh wow. yes, famous winner, um, Kirk at, Douglas. At that uh, very moment, the spaceship ran out of the Wi-Fi range of Earth and they were no longer <laughs> able to look up more things. <laughs> okay, just... now we cannot look it up. Let's speculate. What is the Hollywood <laughs> Foreign Press Association? Is it foreign journalists in Hollywood or is it Hollywood journalists in foreign countries? I think they make jams in Hollywood. I've, I, if I were to guess, it was that it is a foreign journalist coming to Hollywood to report on Hollywood. That's why this association is so small and easily manipulated through small monetary sums leading to my understanding is that that's how Emily in Paris got a nomination for the Golden Globe. Uh, side note, Catherine Alpha Jones here. Uh, Zeta Jones, this, this, this Douglas fellow, is it because I mean nothing to you? The two of us were kind of in a long distance thing for a while and then, you know, you stopped responding and I was like, it's fine, give her space. And then now here we are. Um, uh, just, uh, 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 no, no, we, it's we fine. zoom out of and space, uh, onto a typewriter where real Ernest Hemingway is just hitting the keys so hard, uh, typing a, a prophetic tale of aliens uh and someone who hadn't been born yet named Catherine zeta jones ernie honey come back to bed i can't i i i i need to get what's inside my head out the the people need to know about this yes but you need me more your daiquiri come back to bed come back to bed <laughs> okay baby just a little just a little sip and Hemingway went back to bed with the daiquiri, which he promptly had sex with for several hours and then drank. <laughs> Spooked. That was a scary story. Wow. <laughs> Define scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we dove really deep into the mind of Ernest Hemingway right yeah. there, which it, it's pretty interesting, but it seems like quite a terrifying place of uh, talking mice. Um, I'm a weak swimmer, so boats scare me. I like that, like in Ernest, like Ernest Hemingway writes the same way I do, mm. where that first draft is absolutely nonsense and doesn't yeah. make any sense. But that's what <laughs> like he's going to have to do an edit to before that sees the light of an editor. <laughs> but he yeah, won't. What's, what's, what was the scariest to me about that story is that um, maybe in the past year I've forgotten how to do improv. Yeah, that was also pretty <laughs> terrifying. Say the scariest thing for me is just the idea that Draculas are real. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Because that is like talking about. I believe in ghosts, but I I am scared of Draculas. Mm -hmm. I here's the thing: is Draculas aren't real. They're actually aliens, and we've just misinterpreted those stories through years. That they are well, Draculas. that would mean that they are real. They're just yes. aliens as well. Yeah, but like aliens could be reasoned with. I probably. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I've, I've cornered myself. As an expert, Alex, I got to ask you, um, if Draculas are just aliens, mm -hmm. are, is it a certain uh, species of aliens that specifically drink blood or are they just getting into the role? Uh, I'm sure it's like some sort of misinterpret 
mm. misinterpretation of like right. the aliens are doing it's just, it's just like normal aliens and they're like we got to figure out what's inside these humans like what's happening here and like they've been pulling out blood being like what is all this stuff in here like they just don't understand at all yeah. and then now the narrative is like oh my god these draculas that eat blood and then really it's just aliens like you know like when you like like get a new toy or something when you were a kid and you just like immediately pull it apart to be like what is this This doesn't make any sense it's like that's what aliens are basically doing to us i think aliens have come to earth and they're doing a performance art piece about (laughs) capitalism Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's why they're sucking blood and like hurting people and stuff and we just haven't got it yet yeah, I want to yeah. get back to the part where uh, Kalenko's talking about performing autopsies on his toys that his parents got him, and no one was worried about that. <laughs> no, that rings true for me. Yeah. You always <laughs> want to know how something works. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pull apart the transformer and be like, oh, okay, and then be like, mom, I broke my toy. And we just got it. You like what is wrong with you? I would just transform it because you know that's what they're for. That's not. We would always like break toys like like toys would lose like arms or legs or something usually because like i was fighting with my brothers or something and we're like can we fix it and my parents were like maybe they lost it in battle and we'd be like that's a great idea <laughs> like we just had to gradually invent more backstories about why toys got more and more broken i love i love how your parents had the imagination and <laughs> <laughs> you just had destruction I mean, uh, it just shows the innocence of childhood you don't know the consequences of war when i was a a kid my dad went on like some long trip and my dad had never been away and i was like i was really young and like afraid and i had like a a spider-man toy i really loved we went to go pick him up from the airport because he was he was was gone for like a month or something for this like business trip or some shit but from the airport and i was holding the spider-man thing because i'm like four or something or three or something and i dropped the spider-man and it shatters on the floor and i lose my shit and like like the a security guard, like because like it rolled like past the security check. A security guard like grabs P, like gives it back to me. And I'm like crying so hard. So, don't worry, don't worry. Your dad will put it back together. I'm like, no, my mom will. My dad can't do anything. <laughs> I I just remembered that I went to as a kid. I went to my aunt's wedding, and mm-hmm. to distract me, as I had to like, uh, I don't know. I think I was the ring bearer, so I was on stage mm-hmm. and they didn't want me <laughs> fucking around so they gave me they bought me a new toy and i wanted like a power rangers uh like the blue mm-hmm. uh, triceratops and i just had it in my pocket and was fiddling with it and it just occurred to me just now that as like you know a six-year-old i spent an entire wedding just with a hand in my pocket like fucking around <laughs> in front of my whole family <laughs> It's a beautiful moment as a kid jerks off in the corner. He was just very happy for the for the couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, we started this podcast today uh, with Alex not feeling like he was a part of anything. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. I want to announce, Alex, you are an official host of Spooked. And I don't want to yeah. overstep my bounds with the other two, but you're an official Public Works member now, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> oh yeah. well i'm i'm happy to announce that you are both official hosts of oh. Shh, i'm watching a movie all right nice That's, i'm i'm finally glad to hear it we've been waiting for that call and uh it, it, it's about time is what i'm gonna say mm-hmm. we've been getting emails about it from our fans so 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. People really, people really clamoring for us to watch more horror movies together. I feel yeah, like yeah. The, the episode you guys were on, we did lose nearly the entire episode by accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember we lost like a bunch of it. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I don't know what that says. Does, <laughs> does that make it a popular one or <laughs> easy to edit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on that note, let's do a uh, round of plugs here. Yeah. Um, you can. The most important thing is our stupid fucking album. Uh, no, no, hit. We have a great album. Mm-hmm. It's super funny. You'll be able to listen to it on every streaming service. But mm-hmm. if you want those juicy extra tracks we we're talking about, you got to head over to Bandcamp, pre-order it right now to get those bonus tracks. And if you want to hear a track from it, D and D is up on Bandcamp, and it's probably, and it's it's great. So you should do it. And I got a baby, Alex. Right. We got to sell this thing. Got to sell this. Got to sell this. Got to make the money. You selling the baby? The the album. (laughs) Only if the album doesn't do well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What What's the album called, by the way? Oh, it's called uh, Condo Art. Condo Art. You can find it at publicworkscomedy.bandcamp.com. All right. Amazing. We'll be tweeting that out at Spooked Podcast, and we'll have a uh, link to that exclusive track. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can go to the sonarnetwork.com as well. You'll see a, a direct links to all three of their social medias, as well as a full profile on Connor Lowe, on Alex Kalenko, on Callum Ratton. Yeah. Spooked. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Spooked. Yeah. <laughs> Spooked. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Yeah, we'll have it released on the 26th. Do you want to give us an on sale now? And then we can put that in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The album is on sale now. You can can buy it right now at publicworkscomedy.bandcamp.com. Can I try to do an alt one? Because this has always been my dream is a local ad style pitch man. The album is on sale now and prices have never been lower, lower, lower. I must be bonkers to give all this away for $10 and we are going out of sale. These must clear. (laughs) I think Connor, it's your turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're auditioning. This is a non-union commercial. Okay, Let let me stand up for this one. You better watch out because Public Works has just released Condo Art. It's coming for you and it's going to take you down with laughter. It's out now and watch out because I'm, I'm going to uh, do violence on you. <laughs> Tuesday, <was> my... <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, the release of Condo Art by Public Works. 18 tracks of pure sketch action, each one funnier than the last. You you kids drink free <laughs> only at the Nassau Coliseum this Tuesday. <laughs> well, we got a lot to choose from there, so that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah, a so, good mashup. Somehow Chris Sanderson still gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could give us his contact, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs>